1: I want to give a shout-out to my audience. I want to thank you for listening tonight. You're the bloodline of the show, and I'm just going to ask you if you would just please um, click that subscribe button. It really helps me out to understand who my listeners are. And uh, if you feel like you're interested in listening to the archives, you can find this archive on YouTube. So my guest tonight is Kelly Kelleher. She's a psychic and a healer. She's the author of the book Haunted Healings, and her soon-to-be-released book is titled In Between. She has a global uh, organization called Haunted Healings, just like her the, her book of uh, the name of her book. And she claims she she uh, she claims love is the highest power on Earth and the only gift we take with us when we leave Earth. Kelly, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. It's wonderful to be here.
1: Wow, you know, I just love that idea that we take only love with us when we leave.
2: It's really my belief that that is the ultimate power, the most highest power there is, and we are all a part of that love. And so in using that and connecting with that, with whatever your path is, whatever your religion is, your spirituality, when you walk in that pure, unconditional love, there is nothing that can come against you that will win, and that's kind of what Haunted Healings is about, not necessarily winning, but trying to help and make a difference.
1: Well, that makes total sense. I know how much <laughs> uh, the power of love is. I know that when I was doing the, a lot of research, I was reading the, the Egyptian Book of the Dead. And after a person had died and they were going to be judged, they were judged um, their heart was actually judged on a scale and weighed against it was a feather. So it has a lot to do with the nature of the heart and love.
2: A lot of people say that the soul is in the heart or that the heart is like a second brain, if you will. And back then, they were very connected. And so it it, it makes sense. And even though I believe the eyes are the window to the soul, but we can't really place where the soul is because the soul is even, even if you're brain dead, people who are in comas and maybe not completely brain dead, but they're able to move or they're able to somehow come to their family members' dreams, that's also another aspect of the soul and of love. Especially if they're getting ready to cross over, they wanna make sure they connect with everyone. And a lot of times people in that situation who are getting ready to cross, who seem to have no connection whatsoever to the earth anymore except the physical form, which is ready to leave, they will hold on no matter what, even if you pull the plug until someone whoever they're supposed to connect and they want to share with that they've done so because many times we've had where people come back and go, well, aunt Gloria came to me and she was supposed to, they had pulled the plug but she came to me and talked with me in spirit or in my dream. And I knew that she was going to be okay. So it's, it's, it's very fascinating. I don't think there's one answer in that aspect, but that we are all connected to that unconditional love.
1: Yes. I agree with you. And that seems to just segue right into your new book called In Between. Can you explain a little bit about about that and give us a summary?
2: Yes. Um, On June 29th, it will be a year to the day that I personally crossed over but was sent back. And um, I had had some kind of infection, and the doctors had no idea how I got it. They said Anybody from football players to teachers to actors, et cetera, they can all get it. You never know from where, but whatever this little tiny cut or incision, something like maybe from a scratch on the ground or a paper cut or something, caused some kind of infection that started a, like, my body in my abdomen, it was eating itself and dying. The flesh was literally dying, and they had to cut my entire abdomen open and take all this dead and dying tissue and then leave it open. It was open for almost six months. And I used what they they gave me what's called a vacuum. And that in itself is an amazing, this man who loved and wanted to make a difference for people said it came to him in a dream. And he envisioned how this little square thing that you carry that looks like a tiny little oxygen thing that some people carry on a, like a little purse. Well, this is a vacuum that they hook to your incision and little by little, it draws out all the bacteria and impurities and closes the wound naturally. So that's that's what happened to me and they, I ended up with that for almost six months and now the scars, I've got a scar and it's still healing internally but nothing like what it was a year ago. And in that process, I actually did cross over I saw so many relatives and loved ones, but my grandmother and a dear, dear, like a, an adopted mom, Pat, who had crossed over, was there. And a sister of mine that I, her name is Kathy. She was there too. And they were all like, well, if you want to stay, you can stay, but you really need to go back if you're open to that, because that was your purpose. And it's like, instantly I came back. And so the story, the, the whole book is about not just this, but my story of how and what I experienced, like when I woke up from the anesthesia and these horrible—I couldn't get back in my body—and it talks all about that. And then how a friend of mine, Mary um, Skelly, who uh, Mary Skelly Beckman, who helped me, and we crossed over some of the spirits that were still kind of lingering there, not necessarily knowing they had crossed over or not wanting to go, thinking that their purpose was still here to help. So they crossed over, and then whoever wanted to come back would come back. So it it was quite an experience. So this book is sharing not only my my journey, but the energies and the blessed ones that came to the hospital, as well as all the wonderful nurses and doctors that were above and beyond sacred. You could see their light, and they made a difference for me tremendously. And then all my loved ones that came to visit and, gave me, um, um, like, uh, my friend Jackie came in and did an ego feather blessing and Jeff and Billy came in and they did a sacred blessing. It There was just so many people that came. And so this, this is in a way giving back to what I experienced, but also to help anyone else who thinks that death is such a horrible thing because it's not, it really is as it Excuse me. The, the best way to say it, it's as if it's another birth, but without pain. Because the minute you cross over, there's no pain whatsoever. You are in this complete, unconditional, bright, wonderful, inviting, warm, sacred love, and you em, embracing. And you know that you've been there before. It's like everything is coming into full circle, and you you understand it all. So, do you, you have the any like? <laughs> Is
1: there any Anyone? recollection of like life is there any recollection you have of your life here on earth and you know maybe the disappointments you had or is all that just like washed away because that none of that matters?
2: Well, I it's not my first time I crossed over but this was one being so not that I'm awake, so awakened. I'm still just a grain of sand in the whole raging sea and beach, but it at this time being in that situation I always had this thing like, okay, I've gone through all these things, and I still have a lot of questions when I cross over. When it happened this last time, I had no more questions. I don't
1: Understanding know, actually, and acknowledgement. We, uh, I'm sorry? I think you're breaking. Oh, I was just going to say that our connection is kind of just breaking up a little bit. So maybe you can just repeat last last part. You said you felt like there was no more, you, uh, you didn't have any more questions.
2: So I always thought, okay, when I fully crossed over, I still have a lot of questions as to why. Why things had to happen the way they did and the suffering and what's going on in the world. And the moment I crossed over at that point on the verge before completely dying and returning home. I understood it all. I don't remember it all now, but I understand that memory of I was showing it all within a second, like it, it was completely. I was completely understanding and connected and safe, and I had no more questions whatsoever. All I had was joy, complete joy. So that. And at that point,
1: you're like in it. A- And at that point, you're just pure spirit, right? And so the spirit is feeling, and it's sensing, and it's understanding. So there's all these operations that are still uh, taking place, but it's more on an energetic level. Or can you like see your hands? It is on an energetic
2: level, but yes, you can see. You can still see, like um, spiritually, you can still see your body. It's almost like you're seeing through it, but it's still your body. And even then, I understood I'm still connected. I haven't fully let go. And I understood I made the choice that I'm not going to fully let go, but I was going to embrace that. It's not even a moment. It's less than a nanosecond. But it felt like a billion years of knowledge and understanding in that one nanosecond, if that makes sense. That Well, I've had a little bit experience. Uh-huh
1: I was going to say I had a type of enlightenment experience, not exactly like yours, but there's a lot of information that came to me in just super fast uh time, you know, like snaps of finger, and it's like the entire like library of mysticism just came to me so but i just mean, not completely
2: that. connected right like it was normal like that once you... Are at that threshold, it's normal. That's the way to communicate. You you get it all.
1: Yes. I, I felt like I, it, the way that I explain it or the way that I describe it is like it's as if I were a sunflower and the flower is blooming and opening. And so that's yes. the, the flowers, the pebble and all of that, all the energy is coming through and we're completely connected to the, the entire process. I am it, it's me, and it is just blooming.
2: And you see yourself, say, if you were saying the sunflower, you're seeing yourself, but then you see the other energies connected. It's like a Fibonacci sequence that goes on and on and on, but you get it all within that nanosecond. It was yes. so amazing. It was just, I, I can't express it enough in words, but... If you think of the most joyous moment you've ever had in your life and intensify that by a billion trillion infinitive <laughs> yeah. of that, It'll, that'll give you just a little glimpse of what I'm trying to express.
1: Yeah, so everything <laughs> about your whole human experience seems to have just been seared away and expunged. And there was like, what, no memory of it?
2: Um, I think, you know, they say that, that which you do not look within, you will never find without. We are all sparks of divinity. We are all sparks of that flame. We, each one of us has that, I don't like to use the word puzzle, but each one of us has that spark of divinity. And when we connect to the whole of that flame, you get it all instantly. So it's, it's still within us, it's deep within us. We just have to kind of, since we're here on earth and it's a linear time and it's different, but we're still evolving, which is fantastic. You can get glimpses of it, I guess, as you need it. But our physical form here, I don't think is capable of understanding that much as when we cross over which explains why so many people, when they're getting ready to go home, at that moment, they're not afraid. And most of all, here's um, the children who were going through chemo and who knew that they were crossing over, they were not afraid to cross over. They were more afraid that mom and dad or their caregivers, whoever was with them, their, their family was not going to make it because, of course, you would say, oh, my God, this is my child, and my child's going to die soon, and, and you're trying to be strong for them, but you would do anything and everything to keep them here. I mean, they are so sacred. They are, so, they are the future. So the child feels that, hears that energy, and many times they will hold on as long as they can, but I promise you, there's no amount of morphine that can help you when you're in that kind of pain. And so the children, once the parents really see that the children are holding on, and this is not just children, this can be anyone, but especially I learned this with the children, um, the parents recognize that they are suffering too much, and at that point it changes pure love comes in, not that it wasn't there before, but the understanding that no matter how much I love you, my baby, I am okay to step back and let my child go home because they do not deserve this kind of pain. And within five minutes, between five minutes to about three hours, once they come to that point and they tell that child or loved, if it's not a child, a loved one, it's okay for you to go home. They usually go home. And what I, Experienced myself in the minister aspect was I had the most magnificent and honor of helping a little boy who was with his parents. Who finally the parents understood that he really needed to go home, and they told him, We love you, and you can go home. And within 10 minutes, he had crossed over, but he didn't just cross over. The room filled with light, and every time I say it, it really gets emotional. Everyone in that room the doctors and nurses, the phlebotomists, everybody that was there felt that sacred embrace when that beautiful child crossed over and came right back to let us know that he was okay, that we would all be okay, and that we needed to hold on to this moment to understand that we too will be there. And in the spirit world, when someone crosses over to them, it just happened. To us, it may be years um, if we're talking in history it could be a hundred years. Which is why sometimes you can like when I went to Sweden and I saw the cobblestone streets and I saw these spirits and energies going by that were definitely from the seventeen, eighteen hundreds. They were not aware of me. They were not um, I don't know how to explain. It. They were not in, in you know, a nineteen ninety energy. They were definitely seventeen hundreds, sixteen hundreds, eighteen hundreds. And they were just um, carrying on it was that energy so that's why sometimes you'll see a spirit that's maybe two three four hundred years if not a thousand or more because in the spirit world crossing over is just a moment but infinity is the most magnificent and it is it encompasses everything so oh, sorry there was a lot that came through with that um but the most magnificent no, was this little that was, child. So beautiful. That was-
1: Thank you. you.
2: (laughs) Not me. This is why this is why Haunted Healings is continuing on. Because we really believe that if a spirit for whatever reason is asking for help. And that's a legitimate spirit, something that's real, not not something and and very very rarely is it like an entity in in a spirit. It is a spirit that for whatever reason something blocked it or it just doesn't know it has permission. So many are that I have found in my own experience that there are spirits that know they crossed over but they're terrified to cross over because they think they were so evil in this lifetime. And when you really open up the veil so they can truly see it, they go home within an instant. It is the most sacred, most magnificent. And you always can smell the essences of roses Hyacinth, lavender, there's always this magnificent energy that comes through, like the Holy Mother Mary. You get that same the rose is essence, that everything is calm as, and as it should be. And the spirit world is infinite. That That's all time there is and everything. We're just a little glimpse here on earth for this very short moment. And when we begin to step back and really acknowledge that and understand that, there is so much for us to connect with. We are each, the more we look within, the more we can help ourselves and one another. And after all, I really believe this, we are all walking each other home. And that's what it's about.
1: You know, that's (gasps) a new kind of
2: concept
1: (laughs) that I have never heard that. We're all like helping each other walk home. I know that in the Buddhist tradition, you know, life is there, Life is designed uh, to help you learn how to manage your death. And then in the uh, Tibetan Book of the Dead, you get into the experience of the bardo and that you're preparing yourself energetically to cross over because whatever the energy you're carrying in uh, in your life will also carry over into the other life. But what you're saying is is maybe that's not true at all.
2: Well, you it think may that there's be a, a part and a aspect of that. It may be an aspect of that. Oh, sorry. -hmm.
1: Oh, I was going to say, so the people that might, you know, that you might be healing uh, in the haunted healings and you go to someone's house and you realize that there's an energy there and that energy has had, that has done something maybe uh, very uh, evil in a way. And they don't know how to manage, you know, to get to the light, but they are stuck with the energy that they're carrying. Would that be correct? That they carried within Within, their lives and what they're in the.
2: Yes. And they, they, they have not understood. And this is something I really want to teach. If we step back for a moment, if we are able to step back and look, so it's like observe, but don't absorb right now in our lifetime. So I'm a child. When I was growing up, there was a lot of abuse. But now I can step back and I can look at it and I can say, well, my parents didn't have all the tools they needed. Look at where they came from. You know, it's it's looking at the bigger picture so that none of that energy, I'm able to release it in love and light. And I truly have, even though every once in a while things will pop back, but that's more our emotions and we're now taking care of our own inner child. We are adults and we are supposed to take care of ourselves. Embrace our inner child with the best of uncomplete, unconditional love you can, and you play, and you have fun, and you take that inner child with you. So when you cross over, you don't carry the the anger and the sorrows. You've let that go so that divinity can heal it, and we can be healed in the process. So... In other words, forgiveness is very important, but it's really, honestly, and we've heard that before, or this part before, of we're giving ourselves the gift. And it really is, it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. It doesn't mean it didn't hurt, and it is part of how it made us who we are. But if we are consistently trying to become better people, then we also have to step back and say, in love and light, I bless it all, but I do not carry the pain anymore. Because I love myself more than that pain. And when we can get to that point, that's the changing. That's where we truly can evolve and start really listening within and really connecting, you know, um, with the earth, with one another as brothers and sisters. And with all that is, all that we came in in here with. Because when you look at that newborn baby's eyes that's just been born, that's pure divinity. There is nothing but pure unconditional love. Now, whatever was thrown at that child, whatever was, I mean, it used to be you come out, we we first we slap you, and then we circumcise you, and all these other things, thinking that a baby doesn't feel pain. Oh, my God, if you slap that child, they feel that. So tell me circumcision doesn't hurt. Oh, my goodness. So now that has changed. So now the baby's usually unless it's an emergency and that's understandable and that can be changed. That can be healed with as long as you embrace that child. If you had to do something very strenuous to get that baby to breathe, I get that. So hold that baby afterwards and nourish that baby. Breastfeed it or hold it and give it warmth. Let the volunteers that come in hold that child too. Let all their energy of love and compassion fill that child. So all that Pain and trauma birth dissipates. And same thing for the mothers and the fathers that go through all that. So it's about really using the pure, unconditional love. It is a never-ending well. There's nothing we have to do to get it. It is there for us. Let no one tell you you are not worthy because you are. Go back to the understanding of a newborn baby that's just come from divinity. There is nothing evil or bad about that. That is same Drink it. Be with it. Sorry.
1: Oh, um, I just said it's a little bit like water in that you're just there. It's there. It's for you to use. It's for you to swim in. It's for you to play in. It's it's there to sustain you.
2: Exactly. That's it. It's a never ending well. It's a never ending well, and it's yours because you are simply, and that's it. Now, it's up to you to choose it. And so I've never really come across anyone that was human, that was stuck um, for anything higher than their fear of what they did, fearing that they weren't good enough. But when we go back, you see why they became the way they did, and that all heals the minute they cross over. When they recognize that uh-huh. it's pure unconditional love and whether you call it God or goddess, divinity, it opens its arms for you, embraces you, and it takes away all that pain and sorrow. There is nothing but love. There is nothing but joy. It is the most – I, I, I really cannot express it enough, but I hope that people who are listening can kind of connect with that because that energy is out there. Don't let the news, don't let the – things that are going on the world on in the world make you think that humanity is not good because humanity is alive and thriving in every country in every space in every situation that can possibly be we just have to be awakened and aware of it if someone falls down there's always almost always someone to pick up or there's some you know there's There's another person. If somebody sees that and they have any kind of a heart, they're going to go and help that person. They're going to go help the animal that fell down the hill. They're going to go and do this and that, and they're making a difference every day. All of these billions and billions of unsung heroes, but that's what love is. You know, there's that expression, the truth doesn't have to be defended. Let it loose. It will show and divine, and it will show its divinity and defend itself, and that's what humanity is. It is the real truth that we are all worthy. We are all sacred. We are all divine. We are more than what we've ever been taught in the past, and it's time to reconnect to that. Yeah, unfortunately, our that traditions that... are so... Yes, there are traditions, but even in traditions now, in and, and certain religions, they're waking up and understanding that aspect. You know... There's, it's time. People are not using religion anymore to be confined. They're really trying to ask the questions that they were told they should not ask. It should be blind faith. I would say if it's blind faith, then trust in love, pure, unconditional love. Love one another. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Do unto others as you would do, want them to do unto you. Lift each other up. Hold each other. You see this all around the world and not just humans. We have to do this with Mother Earth. We have to do this with all the animals. We have to do this with the trees. We have to do this with with the Earth. Have you ever seen where the cement is all over and all of a sudden a crack comes through and up springs daisies? And daisies are the first connection to the bees and the bees are what saves us. So it's Mother Earth will always find a way She is a gift, this most sacred gift. Our existence here on earth is because of this gift of divinity. So wherever we go, there really is divinity all around us. If we can shake off the fear and start focusing on the love and start focusing on, I am worthy, I am okay. Maybe I did a lot of stuff in the past, so what? Right now, at this moment, I have chosen happiness. I have chosen to love myself. I am going to begin this. And it's okay if you fall down and things happen. It, it's the, We're all human, right? But the point is we're human, but we're still divine. So it's okay. Get back up again and keep trying. In that case, most of us will never have a problem crossing over when it's time. Because we came from love, we return to love. Like that beautiful little boy who already had been holding on for an additional month of pain because Mom and dad weren't ready to give him up. And then when they really understood what he's going through, within a minute they had said, it's he crossed over. And like I said, he came back with that understanding that we all felt. And we knew all of us in that room. And it was like 12, 13 of us. We knew that we knew that we knew he was going to be okay. He was with us. And this was something that we were all connected to.
1: God, you just wish you would have more of those types of experiences because the density of our bodies uh, almost in many times um, keeps us and prevents us from having those types of jo- joyful experiences. And boy, you know, the work that we have to do to cleanse ourselves and clear ourselves of all of our fear and our anger and our disappointments and, you know, all of that is, is you know, a life's work.
2: It really is. But the more we concentrate, then when we do understand something, and we put that out, it starts getting better. Not easy, but better. Little by little yeah. by little. And that's the best we can do. And at the same time, even our earthly body, you know, thats the, that expression that we are the universe simply experiencing itself, that is so true. So we have to love our universe. We have to love our physical form in this universe. But there are many, many other universes. So everyone has a key. Everyone is sacred. Everyone, like my son once said to me, it's like when we're in heaven, he said, the kaleidoscope falls down when we come to earth, and each one of us is a piece of that divine, beautiful design, that beautiful picture that you look in the kaleidoscope. When we cross over and go back home, we replace that piece with all the knowledge and all the experience. So it raises the vibrations even higher. And when we start thinking that there's not just one universe, there's many universes and that we're walking in this pure unconditional love, then it's really in a way our duty to try to find the love within us and share that love with everyone else. As I told you when I crossed over the three major times was the three things I learned every single time the que- there was not what did you do, how bad you were, how evil you were. it was these three questions, and it wasn't really in a question form. I put it in the question form because it was already it was already known. it was just granted so I could share it. and that is, what love did you learn, what love did you give? And what love do you bring home with you? That's it. Not why did you do this and why did you steal that or why, did, why were you this way when you were little or why did you, whatever. It's none of that. What love did you learn? What love did you give? And what love do you bring home with you? And that's it.
1: That is a very profound idea. So that kind of, rec, um, that kind of refocuses all of our energies not on thinking about things, but on embracing things, right? Yes.
2: And then being able to step back and see the bigger picture. Say that again. Once Once you do that, then it's, if you do get caught up in things, try to step back and see the bigger picture. Are there things changing now to make it better? Are you yourself doing something to make it better? And then that changes that essence from fear and anger and hate into love and, in a way, justice and hope. And it really, it's, it's eternal. It doesn't, that doesn't shake. That doesn't get lost. It never gets lost. It's why we came here in the first place. We chose to come here, and when it's time, we go home, and we return with the love that we've learned. We return with the good that we've done, not the bad. Whoever taught us that, that was a whole other entity. And I just, in love and light, I bless it. But from what I have experienced in many, many people crossing over, and many births, and many blessings, In many hauntings, it was all about love. And when we arm ourselves in a place that is haunted and having problems, and you arm yourself with perfect, unconditional love, there's nothing that can come against you. Nothing. But you have to hold true to that love.
1: You know, you kind of go back, uh, since I wrote this book on interviewing Jesus, the man, there is a, a definite understanding of love, that he brought into the world that was very different than the experience that was going on in his society at that time. And somehow that, a lot of that gets lost. His examples and his wisdom gets lost in theology.
2: But And, and I get that, but I guess a lot of people, once they – the problem with, I guess, theology, many a times, or religion, they tell you this is it. Think inside this box and don't go outside the box but if god is everything everything then we have a right to have to ask questions and have them answered and it is the true christ consciousness that pure unconditional love and love for one another that has never waned since there is something very very significant and it is that we, are, we all want that. We, I can remember when I was little, and people would say one thing, and the church would say one thing, and then I'd see how they tr- treated the homeless. I saw how they treated others. I saw how they condemned people for mistakes. And in my heart, I knew that was wrong, but these were adults, I was little, even though I had spiritual energies all around me, and they many times just eased that and told me I would understand it later. I'm beginning to understand it now because I always questioned. I always questioned. And if the world wasn't telling me the answers, then somehow, some way God would find a way through to show me and would always bring the right people. One of my most favorite, um, I, I've always, so we, they talk about Adam and Eve and in the garden and how they were cast out and then they had, they had children, and then their, they got married to their wives and had more children. And in my mind, even as nine years old, I always wanted to know who were those other people. And I got yes, in exactly. trouble a lot. <laughs> Catechism and Catholic school, I got in trouble a lot. Oh, I learned yes. not to say anything. <laughs> but in 11th grade, <laughs> but I would still ask and I would study everything I could get my hands on, and I trusted the Christ consciousness. I love and I always have and always will follow in that divinity because that was a new beginning, a new blessing that came through for us to have an example to live by and that even our lives on earth were not as important as that love is. And that's what was happening in the very beginning. And sadly, a lot of organizations have used and destroyed or tried to destroy it and destroyed a lot of wonderful, sacred, starseed children and who grew up to be people who were bitter and, and afraid. But others never did. They, they, they believe in that, but they also have their own divinity, their own connection to God, and they know. And, and that's what it's about. And it doesn't matter what your label is. It doesn't matter what it is as long as it's love see. And even if it's not love, if you can step back a little bit and try to go past the pain and see what happened, it doesn't make it okay. But when you begin to understand that we were taught by people who are parents, but maybe who had no tools and who they themselves had been in a, a horrible cycle, it gives us, if you have love within you, it gives you a little bit of compassion to say, okay, I get that. It doesn't take away what happened to me, but I can go to divinity. I can go to God. I can go to the Christ consciousness and I can be filled again. I can be loved. I can, I can grow and little by little, the pain eases up and I get a little stronger and I become to really understand and feel that loving connection. And when you do, I promise you, more and more people will come to you on your path. People out of the blue will come up and say something profound and then walk away as if they don't even know you as they didn't know you in the first place. But somehow God can use anyone to connect with you to let you Uh know you're doing okay. So it's about, instead of saying I am this or I am that label, just say I am love. And I really am practicing to love all my brothers and sisters, no matter what their path is just to love unconditionally to the best of my ability. As I said, it's not easy. But the more you do that, the more higher vibration you put out to the world. And that frequency carries on, not just in our universe, but carries on through infinitive. And it is, is again, like that Fibonacci sequence. It goes and it goes. It's like a fractal. It goes more and more and more and more. But it's love. And that is the highest, highest ultimate power there is. So the more you ask your questions and you get them answered, and if you find some place that you thought was good for a while and then it wasn't, that's okay. It was a season. Keep going, keep searching. You don't have to go anywhere. You can just sit at home and read your books or you can sit and ask your own angels and guides and divinity to give you the answers. The more you seek, the more you will get it. And whatever it is for you is for you. Might not be the same as You know, someone else that you care about or somebody else, that doesn't matter. It's what getting your own questions answered, your own understanding so that you feel safe, that you love yourself, that you are taking care of your inner child and yourself and your soul in pure love. And so when I was at Catholic school in 11th grade, there was a brother that was there, and I was talking to him about Adam and Eve and the other people. And he stopped, and he goes, well, that's very profound of you. (laughs) And I said, well, what do you think about that? And he goes, I'm here just to let you know that a lot of times these are stories to help people to awaken. There's much more to the mysteries. So there is no one answer. Keep searching. And then he he shared with me, and through the years, I've, I've gotten it much better to understand that in the past, even before writing, all we had was song and stories. We told each other stories. We carried these on and got stronger, and and it helped us to connect with our heritage. It helped us connect with our civilization. It helped us connect with what plants were safe, what were not, what to do in this hunting situation when we had to survive, what we had, how fire was made and what to do and how to protect yourself. And so it was these songs and these these voices and these these ways of teaching. Well, it's the same thing. These stories of the Bible were also stories and the Quran and the Old Testament. They were stories for us to learn and then all the other religions as well for us to learn and to grow. Now, if we can kind of grasp the essence of all these wonderful stories and then find our own connection to what feels right for us. Because each and every one of us, we have our own, um, it's more than heart. It's, It's an energy within that lets you know you're on the right path or you're not. It lets you know what feels right and what doesn't. And it may not be that something's wrong. It may not be you're not there yet or it's just not for you or you've advanced. You've advanced from that. All of that is okay. Keep searching. The more you seek, the more divinity, our guides, our angels, our guardians, our ancestors will show us where to go. And our blessed loved ones who've crossed over before us, who are trying to guide us and show us. Because even then, the soul, when they cross over, they connect to the completeness of being, right? Mind, body, soul, the whole essence of it, the spiritual aspect in that essence. But the soul continues on because it's so vast. I don't know all the answers to that. What I do know is, like my grandma Verna, she has continued to leave what I knew of her and what I learned from her. Her essence is still with me today and helps me when I need it um, physically and emotionally and when I need it for haunted healings. Or when I need to help another person and I can't quite get it. She'll come right there and show me. And it's her energy. I feel it. I know it. It's her. And it's all about love. But I know that Grandma Verna is not just like sitting above my head. I know her soul has continued on and um, gone on to places I don't even know. And I'm not supposed to know. But she's still with me. So our loved ones that have crossed over, they have, once they cross over, they choose if they wish to stay with us and watch over us. And from my understanding, if not the closest ones, others do in love and light. So I've never not found someone who loved someone who crossed over that that person did not in spirit come to bless them and watch over them. And somehow come through in a reading or they had a dream of them or they felt their energy or they smelled their perfume or, you know, the tobacco or something that was connected directly to them and they knew that they were there because once you're in that pure spirit form, that pure spirit form, you can manipulate and use, use energy because Matt. Using it.
1: Yeah. I think that part of, you know, our journey also is to learn how to play with the elements of the universe and the power of the, of the planet in a way that is beneficial, not only to you, but to others. We are very creative. We are very creative with lots of energies and lots of, you know, intuition, energy, the chi, touch, feeling, all of that, you know. And so there are tools that we need to, like, practice and learn how to use so that we can engage the world in in a much more, like, kind of a dynamic manner. But unfortunately, we just seem to get caught up in the human drama
2: and all of our pain
1: and our frustrations.
2: So I have a, um, an understanding of that a little bit. I'm still studying more, but there are some, they are not human. There are some energies that feed off of, if we focus on the negative all the time, if we walk in fear and we're in terror, we are not only making ourselves sick, we are also calling that kind of energy in and Somehow, some way, these entities are feeding off of that energy. But if we are yeah. able to little by little get out of that fear mode and into light, into love, into the Christ consciousness, that changes everything. They can't feed off of us. And nobody should be like, I don't like the word psychic vampire, but nobody should be feeding off of our energy. The only ones who feed off of our energy are children because they're trying our energies, their own energies. They're trying to find out who they are. And then those who are getting ready to cross over because they have so much to say. And when I mean feeding off our energy, meaning they're trying to share and explain to us everything they possibly can before it's their moment to cross over. And of course, once they cross over, they can share it all anyways, but they're, they're, you know, this is, we're all still growing and learning. So the only people that should be feeding off of our energies are the little children who are still finding out boundaries and still learning, and they're so full of light and so full of energy. And if we could bottle their energy, we'd be millionaires anyways. But, (laughs) and and my whole house would be clean. But anyways, um, in reality though, in reality, um, no one and no entities whatsoever, and I'll repeat that, I'm gonna repeat it twice. No entities whatsoever, no entities whatsoever should be feeding off of our pure love whatsoever. We came here in pure, unconditional love. We leave in pure, unconditional love. And we continue to share that unconditional love. And it's there for all of us. And the more we do that, that changes the vibration and frequency. So remember when I said the more we put out there and all these unsung heroes of love and making who go out there and help people every day, even just... Smiling to someone who's so sad and having a very bad day, just smiling at them can make the difference. You just never know. That's a frequency of love. If you don't want to talk to people and it's too much for you right now, so when you get home or when you are home, say a little prayer. I pray for those that are in need. I pray that they find their way and that my love goes to them and that they know that they're not alone. Anything like that. Anything that comes to you. It's not wrong when you're doing it in in unconditional love. It's not about you. It's about putting more out there. And the more you do that, it's not that you do it to get something, but the more love you put out, the more love comes back. It's not the other way around. But the more fear you put out there... The more fear comes back, the more things you can find that are worse, you know, and it's a never-ending cycle. But if you realize that something is getting fed by that fear, that begins to change it. Because oh no, you know that that's when the the strength comes in to say, uh-uh, I'm not feeding that anymore. It's the same thing with whatever happened. If if you were abused as a child and things happened, or you you just had a really hard life, you're not gonna allow that fear to hurt you anymore. You survived, you made it this far. You are divine, you are worthy, you are loved, you are cherished, you are blessed. Now walk that path. And the more you start to do that, do one little good thing for you, one little good thing. Maybe have an extra glass of water. Maybe just smile. Try to look in the mirror and a little bit of smile. Look at your eyes. Your eyes are the window to your soul. There's so yes, much beauty. And the more you do that, all around you at that moment, and little by little, you'll begin to feel that. You'll begin to know. I, If I could just get that part out, the more you do that in, in that love and begin to just little bits of self-love, little bits, then... Whatever's feeding off of you can't feed anymore can't it doesn't work anymore. and so they go on to something else, and then eventually the reality is they dissipate, they return to the abyss. so in some of the haunted healings, we've had energies that were very horrible, and they were not of this earth, and they were here to destroy, they were here to cause harm, to stop people before they understood how sacred that they were and they did not want to go, but they understood we came with pure unconditional love and 99.9% of them left and fleed the others. It took a little while. And then we all had to, um, afterwards, you know, really recover and ground and center and, and connect again and make sure that it was all done. And sure enough it was because again, the truth is self-evident and the truth is pure unconditional love there is nothing to fear when you walk in that path nothing
1: you know maybe you can go ahead and explain a little bit more what happened
2: with this experience
1: so it was like it's, how did they, how did it come about did you have somebody call you up um, or contact you at haunted healings and ask you to come out to their to their house or to their site?
2: Actually, what I'm getting to share with you right now, it's very similar, but we were called to go to Volunteer Park here in Seattle, and that's where um, Jimi Hendrix was buried. I don't know if he still is, and Bruce Lee as well. Again, I think they moved that, but they still have the headstones and the statues there, but not on that side. On the other side of the park, Haunted Hillings was given a call because people kept getting poked and pushed And they were hearing voices, and they had just put up this beautiful, um, I believe it was a Japanese library over there, and it was really beautiful. And they had put some dragons out there, which seemed as kind of totems out there. They were fantastic. But there were still problems that were happening, and books would come off the shelf. And it it was a lot of poltergeist, a lot of energy and activity there. So we rested a few days before going out there, and then we had to go out in the evening, because that's the time where all this was happening. So this was after the park had closed. So this was about, I think it closed then at 9. So we were there about 10.30. And we had um, people to be guardians, and we did it with threes. Three in the north, three in the south, three in the east, three in the west, and then all of us in the center, and we set up circle, which is just putting salt around because salt is the pillar of the earth. And we're calling on with our physical form and our divine soul. We are connecting so that nothing can harm us in the process. And um, we did the earth, air, fire, water um, energies to put that out to let know, to let it know that we are here. It did not. It was not happy. Um, this energy was very very strong. It was very old, but it was not from there. Something brought it in, and I don't understand it all. But there had been some kind of portal that was open, and it was brought through. So what I can get from that is somebody was doing, thinking they were doing some kind of magic, and they were going to um, hopefully get this magic and do whatever they could to the highest bidder, not knowing what they called in. And probably not being awakened enough to understand. And, and, and I had to step back little by little to look at this. This was like um, about 18 years ago. So I've learned a lot since then. But what was really interesting is this energy did, did not want to go, but it fleed as we were calling it, as we were singing. And, and we did so many different um, sacred spiritual paths, like we did tobacco for the the offerings, we did, we even did the bourbon and the, the, the cigars, we did all kinds, it Just because all of this was coming through, everybody wanted something, and then as we did that, the main energy left, but another energy came through, and so we had just opened the veil, and cleared that portal, and at that moment, there was this cry, and everybody just stopped and looked, and what I got was, this was an energy that was not of love and light when it was human, but for whatever reason, it was still around the earth, and it was connected to that very dangerous entity that had just fled, fled from us, and it wanted to cross over the veil. And, and in an instant, I went, "Well, who am I to say yes or no? It's not not me." And instantly, my grandmother, my my soul beings, my the sacred ones that have always been around me, all of them came and said, step back. So I said, we all step back and we kept our hands. We stepped outside the circle and that energy crossed into the light. And there was this whoosh sound, like it was absorbed and grabbed into the light. And it was really, I'd never experienced anything like that. And it, it uh, I'll explain, I'll tell you what I felt about that a little bit more. What happened was as soon as it did, there was this huge piercing scream. And I mean, I have never in my life heard a scream like that. It was the worst, darkest blood curling scream that you would have thought a million people instantly died and were, were tortured and died. And it hit the veil like a wall. It hit this wall. And this white energy came out and it flung and it was gone. We did not have to do one more thing to get rid of that entity. It was completely gone. And later, much later, like about three months later, finally, after we, we, had, we were all okay, this was a great experience for us to learn and all of us have, getting together at Haunted Healings and sharing and growing and becoming more and understanding, what I understood was that the love was so strong, it returned that to the abyss or wherever it came from. It completely dissolved it as if acid would dissolve. It was a supernatural, spiritual, I guess, unconditional love that it couldn't handle and it died, it's gone. Since then I've been touched with, uh, I haven't actually for about three years, but up until about three years ago, they have never ever had any more problems like that whatsoever. And not that we did anything. This was divinity coming right through, absorbing the one that wanted to go home. And how much energy did it take? I don't know, but I've, I'm still thinking. How much energy did it take for that soul that understood whatever it had done on earth? It And it it was very dark. I mean, I never expected the thing that followed it. What I was working with was what I normally work with. And that was bigger than I had ever seen, ever. And so for did you actually see? Did you see the darkness? I did. Not everybody there did. Did They felt it. It was like an earthquake. It It was like a. I mean. Did it have a type of form
1: that you can recognize? Did it have a form you can recognize? It
2: did. It did. It was kind of like, you know, if you were to just stand and overlook a swamp, it was kind of like that. There was no real form, but I understood there was still essences because we all have auras. There were still little sparks in it, which is why I didn't understand. And it wanted to go to the light. And like I said, who am I to say anything? I'm a grain of sand. I can only tell you what I've experienced. I don't know it all. I really don't. And, and Together, we can all figure this out, but to the best of our abilities, but it was like a mossy, dark, thick, almost, but the the energy I got from it was just tears, yet anger and hatred, but tears and begging like the most sorrowful whale, you know, wailing, not, not a whale in the ocean. And... When I stepped back, when we all stepped back, that light that came in and embraced it, I knew there was nothing that, I mean, I'm thinking like I stole bubblegum when I was a little kid and thought I was so evil and bad for like a year, and God was going to punish me and send me to hell. I mean, that's the kind of indoctrination. So seeing that, I knew no matter what, and not that I'm innocent, I'm not, but no matter what, that love is there for all of us. And even when that horrible, the energy, whatever that was, that was huge. That was like miles long that came and it hit the wall of love. It hit that veil and it just bounced and and disintegrated. I have never since then ever been afraid to die and been afraid that there wasn't something greater on the other side and that not only is it on the other side it's right here anytime we we care to look and learn and pray and share with one another so that's that's like the biggest entity the biggest scariest most unexpected for whatever it was like i said some somebody, some group, some things, maybe it's not even human. Maybe it wasn't human that opened it. Maybe it was another thing that came and opened this portal for it to come through. But that portal is gone. That portal is completely gone. It's never been there since. Every once in a while I'll drive by and it's still, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on there, but it's nothing. There's none of that. None of that. That was a one time thing. And I'd be very grateful that it stays a one time thing. Because that's a lot of energy, a lot of emotions after, and I'm still learning from it. I'm very grateful. It's just, that was a lot. That was, you know, I thought maybe it was just poltergeist and maybe a spirit that just didn't understand that they had really crossed over and they were afraid to go home. Well, it was a whole lot more than that. But that beautiful museum never had a problem after that, ever. They had my number on, you know... Speed dial if they needed it, and they never called. I would just call every two, three weeks to check in. <laughs> it was really nice too because they gave me a bouquet, a bouquet of bells, and um, a little uh, beautiful dragon, amber dragon um, that you put between books. So uh, yeah, and that always just lets me remember that what little tiny bit. We did. It made a difference because we walked in that unconditional love. We wanted to heal the place. The trees are very old. There's a lot of beautiful energy around there. A lot of dryad spirits, which are spirits of the trees. And they didn't need this, whatever this was that came through. So, and it's not been there since. So I'm very, very honored to have had that experience. But it's a lot of energy. It's a lot but that just shows you uh, how much. Who are
1: we I to know say anything? I, yes, I do. In fact, I want to just mention one of the things that you said a little earlier that, you know, obviously this was all like in God's hands, and it was just the divine kind of a healing, but it took you and your knowledge and your wisdom along with all of the other people that were with you to direct and focus that energy. So you actually played a fairly large role in this. So I wouldn't just dismiss the fact that, you know, you didn't have anything to do with it. You, you obviously had a lot to do with it.
2: Yes, but then so did everybody else that was there because they all came from different paths. They all had different ways of looking at things. Some of them were fairly new, which that was another responsibility. But, again, it just shows you that anyone who's walking in that love and light has the power to make a difference. And if it's too much for you, there are always other people that will help you. Keep searching. Keep looking. And if someone tells you there's only one way, run. Don't walk. I made that mistake. And it it hurt a lot. And now I understand, no, we're all divine. There's all different ways. And some are for a season. And then some we find. And 99.9% it's within ourselves. It's been there all along. I never liked yes. that that uh, uh, the Wizard of Oz because all she had to do was click her feet and she could go back home. I'm sorry. I'm still, and the flying monkeys always scared me to death. But anyways, <laughs> the fact that she could click her heels at any time, I was always angry about that because she could have saved herself so much pain and sorrow to have done that. But it's taught me step back, look at the bigger picture. I mean, that's just one little tiny little story I'm I'm inserting about that, but it's, it's like no one had to give us the ruby shoes, or no one had to give us something to say we're good. We already were. So if anyone who's listening right now, just so you can hear, you've always been the good girl. You've always been the good boy. You've always been trying to make a difference. You've always been looking to help and doing what you can, it's okay to take care of yourself and then put whatever you can in love and light, whether it's just a smile or a prayer, just put that out. It makes a difference. All along the way, we've always had somebody to somehow tell us we're okay, we're doing all right. There's always been somebody, even if it's somebody at the store who just gives you a little extra salad in your, your takeaway thing. Or, you know what I mean? There's always a little bit a little more. If we keep looking for that, it changes our own frequency and it brings more of that to us. But if you think everybody's horrible, everybody's evil, everybody's bad, then that's kind of like you're calling that energy in. So forgive yourself and love yourself. Start to just sit one little thing. Have a little extra glass of water. Maybe take a nap for 10 minutes. Look at something that you've been wanting to look, but you put it off because you're so busy doing everything else. Take five minutes. Go in the restroom. Sit there. Close the door. Give yourself those five minutes to look at whatever book or magazine or just to sit there and veg out. Do something just for you. That's where it begins, and that's how it can manifest and continues on.
1: Exactly. You know, as soon as we start to honor ourselves and that we are like a sacred temple— you know, we
2: and we have all the connections to the divine, um, the more empowered we become. Absolutely. And the more we can make a difference in other people's lives and the more other people can make a difference in our life as well and not just animals. You know, go out to the mountains one day or go to the ocean, go to the desert, go where you love but out in nature and just sit down for a little bit without the noise of the city and the traffic, you can get some profound energy and connections there and understanding. And then be mindful of the animals and the insects that come around you because those are connections too. One of my most favorite books is with Ted Andrews, who crossed over not too long ago, but he wrote the book Animal Speaks. And there's many other great books as well. But his I really like because he puts it in very simplistic terms about the meanings of each of the animals that may cross our path, even if it's a bumblebee that stings you or a hornet or, you know, a mosquito. If you really look, sometimes it's another way of our angels, our, our loved ones, our ancestors, spirit of God trying to get our attention when all else fails just go sit in nature for just a little bit and that will help you to reconnect of who you are we are mind body and soul on in this form here on earth but our soul is omnipresent the more we begin to understand that and and accept that and share that the more love that comes to us and the stronger we become and at that point there is no entity or Um, spirit or situation that is going to steal your sacred light. When you get to that point where nothing can affect who you are, doesn't mean you don't have feeling and you get emotional and you want to go make a difference. Yes, that's okay. It's about doing it with love though. Be really careful that you don't project your hate or your anger on people who are still growing and still learning or who just might know a little bit more than you do. There's always that part too. So if you walk in unconditional love, then no matter what, we're still growing.
1: There's a suppleness in, in walking that way. You have to be very flexible.
2: Yes. And it also just reminds you, when you fall down and you just get, go nuts and it's okay to have a bad day or bad week or whatever, it's okay. But when you get back to, well, I love myself, I love my brother as myself, I love my sister as myself, we are all worthy and start that up again, you get it really quick, you go right back into it. You get that stronger path, you get that more connections and it just flows. It's okay to be the human aspect here because it's, it's sometimes very, very hard and a lot of injustice and pain and sorrow, needless. <laughs> I'll put that out, needless. So we need to change that frequency or it continues. We don't let that energy be fed. We put, we stand up for what's right, but we also put that love and light. And remember, the person you're yelling at or pointing the finger at, you still got those other fingers pointing back at you. With the understanding that I'm here to make a difference But I'm also open to learn more so that this never happens again, whatever it is. We can apply this to every single situation on earth and every learning experience.
1: Well said.
2: I hope. (laughs) I'm trying. It's hard sometimes because I, I get it in spirit, but the words don't always come through, I, I know there's gonna be a time where we can just hold each other's hand and whatever you're trying to share and show, the next person will get it. Because the more we develop this love, the stronger we are telepathically and heart to heart, we will connect and be able to do that more here on Earth. And it's time, we have so many capabilities. You said earlier that how it's like a fluid, a water. Well, we are what, 87 percent water, and I think we had talked That's before right. about I think it was Dr. Miyamoto, I think, who had talked about yeah. he crossed over just recently too, about how if you get two two exact same um, ice cube trays, and in one of them you scream and holler and get all your aggression out, and in the other one. Play some music and say, I love you. I care about you. You are so beautiful. I love you water. Put them in the freezer for two hours and then take them out and look at it. The one that you screamed and cursed and got angry at, is all um, has lines in it and scratches and scrapes. And it's not, it, it, it looks like it's just been through a shredder. And you look at the one that you said I love you, and you played music or you sang to it, and you said how much you love it. They're clear. It's a whole different energy. And I would go one step further and say now taste the difference. It's still water, but taste it. I swear to you. To me, my experience, the one that I said I love you to tasted better.
0: The I'm other sure one, it I outside, know because
2: yeah I took the the ice cube tray that I had screened at, and I just put it outside in earth in the earth, let it dissolve, and as it did, I just said a prayer over it, thank you for this experience. I will learn from this and not do this again and it really it still gets me emotionally because we really are you know our physical form is in such need of love and compassion and Rivers and, and oceans and waters just flow, and we're supposed to be that way too. We're the conduit to each other. So what are we going to do? Are we going to scream and fight, or are we going to put that love out there and really make a difference? The more we put out there, the better it will be. Changes will be made. I'm not saying step back and let things happen that, that are horrible. No, not at all. I'm saying for you yourself personally, you have to work on yourself first and then little by little help humanity. Help the changes. Help it. It won't work by screaming and fighting. It will help by shining your light so bright that all they can do is connect with you or run. It's one or the other. That's what I've learned in Haunted Healings with different entities and energies too. When you walk in that pure unconditional love, it flees. If you tell it to go, it has to go. It has to go. So, Kelly, maybe
1: we can talk a little bit about how Haunted Healings came about. And did you feel that you were called to do that?
2: Yes, even as a little girl. And I had heard from my grandmother and from several aunts and others in the family, that this was a family tradition, that some accepted it and some did not, both in the um, the native side and in the Irish side. And it it went from different families and generations and some continued it and some did not. I chose to pick it up at a very, very young age, but that I also saw all kinds of what I saw as fairies and angels and energies all around me above my crib like a mobile, they were there to comfort me and be there for me when my mom wasn't. They were there to guide yeah, me so and show me what was safe. Your psychic so connection I take that, to the other side has been. My psychic connection was that, was them. was yeah. Well, I think we all have this psychic connection. For me, though, I was such an empath, I needed help. Because I would watch a Tom and Jerry cartoon, and I would cry and cry and cry. So they had to help me because I was extremely I, – I, I cared. I didn't want to hurt an ant, a bug. I still don't. Um, I had to get help with that, and they were there, and they showed me. And then as I got older, beautiful people in my life who became like mothers, who became sisters, who became – and my own sister, too – and my brothers and other family members or people that became family. There was always somebody who I always wish were were my mother or my father or my my part of my family so I could go to them. But somehow, some way they would find me and let me in. So I really had that my whole life. So I, I honestly can't complain. I just I had to find a way that I could function and understand that most people, children did, but most adults did not have that kind of energy. And if they saw us who did, they would come over and ask all kinds of questions, but then say how bad and evil it is, right? (laughs) But believe me, if somebody was sick or needed help, like even with my grandmother, if someone was sick or needed help, they would go right to her and ask her. But then they would talk about her behind her back. So it's kind of like, you know, what do you do as a little girl who's five, six years old and seeing that and not knowing, you know, what to say? And then my own grandma said, be careful of who you tell or who you share with just so you don't get hurt. And yes, but. I found my way, and I think most children do. They're told, oh, you're, you're imagining. It's an imaginary playmate, or oh, no, that's not grandpa or grandma, when they can describe to you what they look like and they never saw them in this physical form, right? So we need to start, encourage, if not encouraging, at least being open to the idea that maybe, just maybe we don't know it all, and that our children who have come here, these beautiful sparks of divinity, might know something and have a message to share. They don't have to be completely immersed in it, they get to be children too, but part of being that child is the imagination, the creativity, and their divine connection. And the more we embrace that and allow them to tell us what they see or what they know, the stronger we become and the better they become. And it won't be as hard when they're older, when they're seeing ghosts and spirits that they were told were evil, when it's really their own guardian angels or their grandmothers or great-grandmothers great-grandfathers or the great spirits, the great elders. You know, these are not bad things. There are some things out there scary, but those usually come when we're told to, to shut up and not talk about it. That was my experience, my first real experience of a horrible... A demonic type ghost thing was when I was told no longer talk about what I can see no longer come to my parents in the middle of the night when I'm getting these dreams and seeing these angels don't talk to them anymore they're tired they're busy keep it quiet and that night underneath the bed was the first thing where this thing came under there and started scratching and laughing and that thing tormented me for almost a year till we moved out of that building are out of that apartment, I'm sorry, that house. And to this day, I mean, it's cleansed now, let me tell you. But that tormented me. And there are children who grow up with these kinds of energies that torment them even now. So all I say is in love and light, you bless and consecrate yourself and your own sacredness. And anything not of love and light must leave and never return. And if you say that right. three times, it goes. It's always about threes. So we do this in haunted healings, too, when we bless and consecrate a a home, a land, a ranch, or a sacred place. We say in love and light, we we bless and consecrate the sacred space. Only love and light remains. Only love and light remains. Only love and light remains. And we hold each other's hands and we embrace and we put that light and raise our hands up to the sky, to divinity, and down below the sacred earth, and it goes, it dissipates. So so something about threes, I've noticed. And lately, too, if you – I mean, we know that cats and dogs have a – wolves and coyotes, I'm not sure about – and bears. I'm not sure about others, but they have a tendency before they're really resting, about to lay down, they'll travel in threes. They go around, around, and round, and then lay down. I think it's their own inert connection to divinity – that they are able to put their own sacred circle and then they they can rest.
1: That is just so insightful. You know, say things three times. I know that, you know, um, I'll say in the blood of Christ, I am, uh, I am healed, I am saved, I am protected. Yes. But I don't do it always three times.
2: But then you think about the Trinity. Right. Right? And... So, but for me, consciously saying it and speaking it, subconsciously, our subconscious remembers everything from before we came here, everything we have experienced until we go back home. And they've proven this time and time scientifically when they hypnotize you and you can go back. And then you don't just go back. You go back to lifetimes. And remember, those who don't believe in reincarnation, Christ was reincarnated. So everything he did, everything that was shared is a connection. We are all part of that. We are all sons and daughters of God, of divinity, of the creator, however one wants to put that. But I will go, especially when it comes to those that believe that Christ died for our sins on the cross, then you know we are no longer born, if we ever were, in in, in original sin because that was done and shed by the blood of Jesus. So then religion has to change their tune, because no longer is a child born into this world evil. No longer. It is pure, unconditional love, and that is the key, and that is the path. That is all I'm saying on that aspect. As I said, the Christ consciousness is what I truly, unequivocally believe in. It is about loving one another, and making a difference in this world and pure love it to the best of our ability. But it first starts with yourself and then to forgive others. Even, even if it's a church you were in or a family you were in, forgive them and step back. You're giving yourself the gift of love. So I had to do that for my mother once and I, I didn't speak to her, but I actually, I, I had done this long ceremony and, um, just poured water all over my I had taken a long bath and cried the tears and all that I never got from her that I always wanted and then I felt this peace and I I was um, watching some friends of mine at their home on the reservation and I went out into the nature in their backyard which was magnificent and sat under the moonlight and just cried and let everything go And then I went on Facebook and I wrote and just sent her a message and I said, I love you. I forgive you. I wish you peace and joy. And I let it go. And I really did. Yes. And for me, that changed everything. And I have no animosity, nothing but love, nothing but I understand it now because I could step back and see parts of where she was coming from. And above all, it's between her and divinity. I've taken Kelly back, little Kelly, and I've taken myself. And the only thing I can do is try my best to make a difference and to do better. And don't we all want that for our children and our loved ones? We want them to do better than what we did. Isn't that what I believe the Christ came in here for? Mm -hmm. Yes. And there were many other Christs, they say, that came through. I mean, if you want to look at Boulder in the Nordic religion and you want to look at Osiris in the Egyptian religion, there's so many. There's a book called The Jesus Mysteries and The Laughing Jesus Mm -hmm. and The Goddess Mysteries. Mm -hmm. Those three are my most favorite books because if anybody's searching, those are the best ones. I'll post them on Facebook. Um, Peter Gandy and I forgot the other guy. They are awesome. And everything that they write, they have the knowledge and the links to back it up so you don't have to tell anybody you go yourself and you seek and you find and you do your own prayers and your own work and you connect it with whatever's right for you and for me it was just completely made sense it just completely completely made sense there have been so many that have come in the past who were christ-like who came here to try to teach us to try to show us along the way that we can do better. We can do better for each other. We can do better for the animals. We can do better for the forests and the fields and the mountains and the the oceans and the deserts. And that if we don't, we keep repeating it. So let's start now. And I believe we've come a very long ways, and yet we have a ways to go. But when we understand that we are so close to home and it's walking side by side with us, the veil is with us. And there's many veils. So I, I I don't know all of it, but there's many veils. But we are walking side by side with home and we are walking side by side with Creator, with God, with Goddess, with Divinity. We are not alone. We have loved ones all around us who came and were with us when we left and came here to earth and who have been with us and will be with us when we cross over, as well as the loved ones that went before us. So we have a great entourage. If we just are still and would listen just a little bit, that's why just going out in nature, it begins to connect. If you can't go in nature, maybe you can sit at home and light a candle and just ask for your angels to come to you or your guardians or your loved ones to give you some insight and help you to breathe a little better, to calm and get back within the loving self that you are, the divine self that each and every one of us are and we are all divine.
1: Well said. I'm
2: kind of just going as we're talking. I'm just kind of, it's flowing through. I hope that's okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, this has been very terrific and very exciting. You're answering a lot of questions (laughs) I was going to ask you. Um, But let's just kind of go back to your Haunted Healing, since that was your book and you have an organization about that. So um, do you feel like, the haunted healings um, was a calling for you. you know, how did it start? How did it start uh, to come about? How did it evolve? It's you know, thousands let's just kind of, of talk years
2: a little bit about that. Okay, it's thousands of years old. It, I know it was in Ireland, and I know that um, we have ancestry Cherokee and Iroquois as well. We have Swedish and French. We have a lot, and a lot of them were doing their own shamanic spiritual work. And so it was shown to me when I was around eight years old, but I didn't, I mean, I was a child, but it, it, I was supposed to remember that essence and that understanding. It was as if I just kind of looked right through the clouds and got the energies and understanding that that's part of my calling, part of why, why I'm here. It also gave me strength to continue on. As, as did when I was told that once by the all-mother and the all-father. Um, I think we had talked about that before on the other show, too, where I was crying out and asking God to help me because I didn't want to go home anymore, and I didn't want to get beat up, and I didn't want to be raped again, and I didn't want all these things. And I'm crying to God, just take me, just take me. And everything changed to, like, this most amazing prism colors, like the all all that is... It was like every color there is, every color. So from the blackest of the black to the whitest of the white to the most crystal of the crystal, and it was the most I, – I can't express it, the color to tell you, but it was like I was inside this majestic, huge diamond prism, and there was the All-Mother, the All-Father. That's what I, I looked at. And to me at that time, it was Mary wow. and Jesus, and they – told me, first of all, there was nothing but love and embracing. My tears were gone. The tears were happy. But what they did is they let me, they showed me, they said I could stay, but they showed me it was like this imagery in the clouds that if I went back, that this is the difference I would make if I would go back. They didn't let me remember what it was but they let me remember that I, as an eight year old, seven year old little girl, pointed down and said, send me back. I wasn't sad anymore, I wasn't upset anymore, I wanted to go back. And that was a changing day for me. That changed my whole life in that aspect because no matter what was done to me, how many beatings or the police coming to the door and all that stuff, these things happened before my brother went through a lot. Um, there was a lot of alcoholism and stuff too. So, but anyways, it's all healed. I'm just trying to explain if anyone's listening, if it connects with them, that I knew no matter what at that point, no matter what was done to me, that I was more than that and that I never again would let them hurt me the way I had been hurt up to that point. It's not that I became, you know, it wasn't like an ego thing. It was, I'm worthy I'm okay. I can do this and more. And I always used to think about Jesus on the cross. There was also Osiris Cyrus on the cross and Boulder and many others. But what I knew at that time was Jesus on the cross. If he could do that, I could, I could endure anything. It was that energy. And what is that? That is my complete, pure, unconditional love that each and every one of us has. But that was the one I had for me because God gave that to me. So I must be something. I'm not a horrible being. I'm not unworthy. I'm going to be okay. and that changed everything. and I got beaten that night for being home late, but it was okay. It didn't hurt me anymore. not it hurt physically. it could never touch my spirit again. Since then i everything has changed and, and things are much better, even with the parents and everything but but it took a lot for that little girl to go through, to get to that point. And if I could spare anybody that pain, I will do it. And so that's why I share haunted healings. And so um, it was all around that year that when I I understood that I too was going to teach in my own little way and my own little, whatever I could do. And again, I really am just a grain of sand where there. I, what I tell you tonight, there's so much more, but I don't understand it all or I don't know it all. And I'm open to learn, completely open. I think I'm more the eternal student than anything else. And um,
1: I can agree with that. I know that. I know about
0: that.
2: <laughs> yeah, and what's that expression? If you think you know where you're going, you will wind up somewhere else. And I'm okay with that now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: So then as I was growing and it, I'm sorry.
1: I was going to say my new motto that I've kind of learned is, are you comfortable being uncomfortable and are you okay being uncertain? Or are you okay being um, uh, kind of in a state of uncertainty?
2: I think that's a really profound statement. Yeah. Because what's that, what do they say? It's nice when you're comfortable, but nothing ever grows there. Yeah. Right? So get comfortable with your knowledge, but be open for more.
1: Exactly. You know, you're going to have to stretch yourself and you're going to have to get outside that comfort zone.
2: I completely, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I wholeheartedly agree. And then so for Haunted Healings to come through, finally I got connected more and more and the right people came through and different family members from Ireland connected and different tribal members connected and then it was probably around seventeen, eighteen I had more of an epiphany, but it really wasn't till I was about till when Sean was born. So when I was twenty four, then it all changed because I understood how sacred he was and I had to really let go of the pain and sorrow I had been carrying, still carrying for years and release that in pure unconditional love. So I could try to make and be the best mother I could for Sean and then try to be as best as I could because all I've ever wanted to be was a mother to be a mom for the world. You know, that if I could ever choose a name, it would be mother. And For me, it would probably have to be mom because mother is so sacred and so much more than what I am. But if there's any way to put that love and that embrace to anyone I can, I will do it to the best of my ability. That's what it's about. And so around 24 is when I really was connecting and really... Um, setting up circles and really connecting to Mother Mary and to the goddesses and Caridwin and so many others, the ancient mothers, the ancient mothers that carried us off. Bring up the knowledge that I can possibly. Hello? Hello? Hi.
1: Yeah. Kelly, you just keep kind
2: of breaking up. Oh, really? It's a lot of energy, so I wonder. So, what part did you? <laughs> there was about Kelly, I have to, I have to ask like... you. I have to ask a question, Kelly. Do you have your your legs okay. crossed, your your ankles crossed, or yes. are your feet flat on the floor? They were flat until I just said about the women. Uh, women are the only ones who can carry more than one soul, and I suddenly yep. had to cross my ankles. Okay. Well, put your feet Why? back flat on the floor.
0: Because when okay. you cross your ankles you close your great. energy.
2: Okay. To me, that's such a sacred statement to say, and I think that's what it was. I just um, kind of cocooned uh-huh. myself for a minute.
0: Yeah. I don't know
2: if I've said that publicly before. It, it oh, they're on the floor be, now. Okay. <laughs> it, it seems to me that you drop off every time you, you, you close your field. And I was just doing it subconsciously, not even aware. Thank you. Okay. okay, okay. Yeah, Let me know and, if it happens again. I will and, and consciously you were talking, make an effort.
1: That is so fascinating. So, you were talking about motherhood and how you'd like to be mo- a mother and how sacred that is.
2: My whole life, that's all I ever wanted to be was a mom. I wanted to have 10 children or more. If I wasn't going to do that, I was going to be a nun. It was one of the two. That was the, the only way <laughs> for me. <laughs> um, and it was when Sean was born that I realized that this love that I understand now, I have to share with the world. And so that's where I got, can you hear me now?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's such a sacred okay, good. way of thinking.
2: Interesting because a whole bunch of blue and golden energy just came right through my apartment. That's why I asked wow. just as I was saying. <laughs> like a wave, it's just blue and gold. It's still here. It's just kind of okay. How beautiful. So I had Thank you. <laughs>
0: um
2: <laughs> it's amazing. And Um, They showed me how I could do it was I've always been asked to go and bless people's homes, bless their babies or newborns, be there when people were crossing over. Why not bring it back what was in the family, what knowledge that was taken, return it. And I said I would be open for that knowledge to return. And it did. It came like a flood. I also learned that it's okay to say, can you slow it down? It's a bit much. And they did. And, and so it comes as I need it, depending on the, the haunting and things, or the situation that needs to be blessed or protected. And it, it's, It's just been a blessing, and I share it with everybody that is interested so that they can continue on, which is why it's now international. Many don't call it haunted healings, but they know where they got it. That's all that's asked, you know, and they don't have to promote it or anything, just that they themselves know that no matter what, it's pure, unconditional love. Do not use haunted healings if you are not in that pure, unconditional love. Because that's the other aspect to love, that it'll shut it down. It'll shut down that. If somebody's using it for something else or to gain, to gain, you know, fortune, fame, lots of money and stuff, that's not what it's about. This is about helping others who are in need and in the spirit world or at the veil or don't want to go through the veil. This is about helping them so they can go home. We never, ever ask for money. We might ask for a donation so that if it's a big group that we can go and have dinner afterwards and ground, but even that's not expected. You know, we get together, we pull our money in and we get the sage and we get the candles and we get salt and whatever else is needed and then grandma tells me whatever else I may need and others might pick up on something and they bring it and sure enough, you know, and between the drums and the other things, it, it, it works out. And no matter what you do when you do it for love, it always comes back in another way.
1: And we're okay. I bet you that'd be a very exciting it would be it must be a very exciting uh, experience to see you in work. And see you in an
2: operation. It would, but, if, but if you're there in that, you too get caught up in it and it's your own divinity as well. So, it's what's really fascinating is to get an idea of what everybody else experienced. And of course, I get feedback too, but I get more joy and more emotional happiness when I see them suddenly awaken and go, Oh my God, I helped that little girl. And oh, yes, you did. Or, you know what I mean? Or, Oh, I feel the difference. I can smell it. I can taste it. It's clean, it's clear. I can't tell you how many places we've gone where there's no birds, and after we're done, all the birds come in, especially crows. That is my greatest joy. That's when I know that I know that I know the layers and the energies, the limestone, the quartz, the crystals underneath are all clear because they come in and bless. it's just, so thank you, yes, but anybody who comes with it, be ready. For, for great joy. And it's usually very simple. It's not like so profound as what I talked about at Volunteer Park or a few of the other places. It's it's more very simple and walking in that pure unconditional love and being grounded. But if you really are doing that, you will feel the change. And if there's a portal or something that needs to be opened or closed, you can feel that as well. It's a deeper connection to your own spirituality with with the understanding that no matter what, we're trying to help. And believe me, all kinds of things happen more than what we came in there for. There's usually quite a few other spirits. I no longer like close the veil. I leave it open and let, you know, the expression, let go, let God. Who am I to close it? Leave it open and let God, but I say it out loud. So the veil is open for anyone who wishes to cross. Maybe you don't want to with our group. So I step back in love and light and let god close it when it's time. And that has worked tremendously especially like um driving on the freeways if there's been a major accident and i know someone's crossed over and they're kind of scared and i'll just leave it open even if they have crossed you never know who else you know i'm not the keeper of i'm not the keeper of the veil i'm just someone who's walking in love to help anyone to go home or to bless and heal a place that's haunted or has sorrow. We're able to do that, and that's what it's about. And again, if a spirit ever says it really needs help, I feel it's our duty to help.
1: Is it important to know that your house is haunted or site is haunted?
2: If it's causing pain, then it's Uh either something that built up energy and it might be hurting the animals or or, a child oh, or or um, somebody in the home who's frail or whatever, we will come instantly and, and help to heal that. Or it could be, it's a loved one who's really trying to connect and say, I'm okay. Stop feeling so bad about me. I'm completely in love and light. I'm happy. I'm free. I'm good. But we're not hearing it because so many of us it's changing now, but so many of us were were raised that you don't talk about that. So death yeah. becomes something. Our, I'm scary. Radar. Yeah. I'm sorry.
1: I I just said it's not even part of our being, being on our radar.
2: I so know. There's a lot of other and ways. I That's why I tried to share about little Daniel who went home, who held on for a month for his parents until they got it, and then within a heartbeat said, no, 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 you go. I'll survive. I'll do whatever it takes. You go home, honey. You go home. I'll see you there. And they still feel him. He's still around. His soul was just too big for his body. I cannot tell you how many babies that were supposed to allegedly be here, but they actually, this is one that needs to come out. Um, there are many people who go through pregnancy only to have the baby not come to full term. And then the next child comes through completely healthy. So I, I was thinking about our, our, we're going to be talking today, and I wanted to just put that out there because I have three beautiful, blessed ones out here who went through this not too not too long ago, where they were very happy and knew this was gonna be a wonderful baby and it didn't turn out to be. But what that was, was an, an angelic type energy that comes through to pave the way for the one that really was coming. So hold on, There's there's that's just one little essence there, but I wanted to speak it out there so that people can connect with that pure unconditional love and know that there's always a reason. There's always something that if we're able to step back and look at it a little bit more, we find out, oh, this is why. This is why that happened, because this magnificent one came through. And since we're on the topic of mothers, too, and haunted healings really is kind of a mothering. It's also a fathering type of group that puts out the energies to heal same aspect. It's like parents taking care and raising the young, but then also taking on others who are out there who don't have anyone, because they know what it is to not have, or their soul is so bright that they want to put that love out and and help nurture and carry on humanity. Now, haunted healings is even in a bigger aspect where we're carrying on humanity, but we're also carrying on the love of light through spirit and through sacredness that we are all a part of and all connected to and all worthy.
1: Well said. Thank you. That's very, very insightful what you're saying.
2: It's through me, it's through me. I don't, like I said, I don't know all the answers, but this is what I have learned. This is what's coming through. This is what has worked with haunted healings. And just the aspects of pure and love and loving one another. And I really believe, again, you know, we're all brothers and sisters. We're walking each other home. And in the process, if we can help anyone along the way, that just increases the joy and the frequency and the harmony and the heart and soul of divinity, of which we all are part of. Do you have any doing other the same uh, exam You both are doing the same thing. This is your avenue. this is your embrace of giving the radio shows out to others and bringing in anyone who has something to say, and it connects with those that are are needed. They find it, and it's like, oh, that hits home. That feels right. So it's your way of giving out and being parents to the world as well, and we all have these gifts.
1: Is that what you mean when we all have, like, kind of divine gifts and we all need to kind of experience them and then uh, provide for them and, and, you know, kind of nurture them?
2: Exactly. And to not be afraid of it. Not Just don't be afraid of it. See what it is. Just watch when you smile to someone. Some might not accept it, but I guarantee you they felt it. And subconsciously they saw it. Yes. And you may have planted the seed. So you don't know down the way, yeah, I, so go ahead. I
1: smile a lot and I get, I smile a lot I and I, I see I, what you're saying. It, people react to it.
2: They do. It's, it's like, we all want that. We all want to feel safe. We all want to feel loved. We all want to feel connected. We are human beings in this form. We are divine beings who are always connected. So, of course, there's that pull even more. And the more you cherish each other and dinner with each other, the greater we become. And the closer we become. So do you have, like, a whole group of people that are kind of on call um, there up there in Seattle? Right now, here in Seattle, I have four now online, I have about two thousand. <laughs> wow! And in different and oh, in yeah. different states, depending. Hey, did you did you kind of
1: shout out to them and let them know that you're going to be on tonight?
2: Yes, I did.
1: <laughs> Good for you. Yes,
2: I did. And I, I hope when it goes to YouTube for those that couldn't see it, I hope we can put it on YouTube so they can all connect. And that also shares oh, both yeah. of you and. And and this wonderful, this broadcast, there's so many divine people you have both interviewed that that this needs to get out too. People are searching, they are looking, they are learning, they are processing, and we need safe places to go and listen without drama, without craziness, with just to connect for ourselves, because the stronger we get, That's then good. we can help the world. First, got to help ourselves.
1: Yes. And you had to go through an entirely very complicated and difficult process to kind of get to this point, didn't you?
2: Yes, but it was worth it, and I would do it all over again. It's the same thing. I'd go through everything to have Sean, my son, and I would go through anything again to to have this haunted healings. Um, and the only reason it's called the haunted healings is because anything that's haunted or hurting, we heal it to the best of our ability. It's about that unconditional love and that it, it's worth it. There's nothing more greater to see someone who is so hurting and so full of sorrow and doesn't understand and to come in there and bring that light and let them know that they are connected to God and they are worthy and see them change and empower themselves and take back their own home their own family, their own love and light, that's the key. It's not like, oh, come to me and I'll be your savior. No, it's not that. I'm just one little aspect, as we all are. But if I can instill that joy, then they can go off and teach to others, and it continues on, and that's what it's about. Yes. I think a lot well, it's of people a little get bit like- that.
1: I, you know, when we were talking about the Wizard of Oz, I do believe that even though there's a lot inside of you that you already know, you need somebody to say, "Click your shoes." Exactly. Or do this three,
2: exactly. Or do this three times. You know. <laughs> and I'm gonna do whatever it takes because I don't like those flying monkeys, but I love monkeys. <laughs> those monkeys, man, those are so scary. I'm sorry. <laughs> So, like on a slightly different
1: note, you know, you said that the ravens will come to a property after you've cleared it. What is the um, yes. so what is what is the meaning of the the uh, the ravens? That's a very significant messen- um, spiritual bird, yes. isn't it?
2: Crow magic and raven magic is very powerful. So, dove magic and swan magic and owl right. magic, they are healers. They are the connectors and messengers. You know, that's why if you're walking around and they're cawing at you, you better listen, at least pay attention and say thank you, because even if you (laughs) don't understand it, your subconscious does. And there's that old expression, while we plant seeds along the way, we won't get to sit under all the trees, but we get to sit under some of them. Well, same thing with the birds and the animals and the trees and the energies that are around. There is spirit in all of them. There's a little bit of spirit in everything. And so if the birds are calling you, they recognize you. They connect. They can see your aura. They can see your energies. And they're here to tell you something. You might not quite understand it. I don't always either. And I love crows and ravens and owls and swan and all of them. But um, I know somehow I get calm when they speak. And they're always around. And especially when they come into a place where there was no birds or anything, they won't go if it's really bad. If they do, it's single, it's a few, and they're calling out for help. When we go there, and it's quiet, as soon as it's cleansed and cleared, they come. And it's just the most magnificent healing. Uh, That's how you know everything has a soul. But we are supposed to be stewards and caretakers of the earth and each other. That's a higher calling.
1: It is, and that that's so uh, part of the um, kind of the Judeo-Christian tradition is that we are all caretakers of this earth.
2: But caretakers understands too. Animals have pain. They feel pain. They feel joy, and they too have unconditional love. Even the plants, even the trees, even the mountains. Seriously. You look at a rock that came from a mountain at one point, right? So there's there's these connections. The more we begin to understand that, the more relationship we have with Mother Earth, as they say, Mother Earth, Father Sky, and then divinity into the universes. The more we connect, we understand we're all sacred and we all are important. And we are supposed to be caretakers of, of the animals, but they take care of us as well. I, I I'm
1: I'm learning that more. There's so much Native American Indian um traditions that you're talking about. Hey, listen, we're kind mm-hmm. of starting to wind down the show. We only got a few minutes left. So I thought maybe at okay. this point you can tell us your contact information and uh maybe what you might have uh, words. So if you can be oh quick maybe what about I, that, and then you kind
2: of went up. Oh so I just I'm said not if you can so give it, us it. the contact information. Oh.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So um, it's healings one at gmail.com, and it's also Haunted Healings on Amazon. It's just a simple little book, little Kindle, but I'm going to revise that very soon and actually have it in book form, as well as in between, which is coming out hopefully the end of this month, if not the first week of July. And I'm at um, Kelly Kelleher, it's 980 on Facebook if you just go Kelly Kelleher, you'll see. But there's also Haunted Healings on Facebook, and so that's a good one to connect with me. And then again, the Haunted Healings one at gmail.com. There's also a Haunted Healings one at wixsite.com.
1: Fantastic. And so, do you have any like last words and some or some other takeaways?
2: Please don't forget that you are loved, and I send love out to each and every one of you. Know that you may never meet somebody, but I promise you, there are people all over the world who are praying for you. You are worthy. You are divine. You are loved and you are cherished. And we all get to go home and reconnect. But in the meantime, start with yourself, love yourself, and then work on loving each other. And that will change the frequency of everything. And the pain and fear will mostly be gone. So I wish you all love and light and God and goddess bless you all. Kelly, thank you so much for being on the show. You were a terrific
1: guest tonight. And, um, I hope everybody that was listening will go to her site. This has been, uh, she's just, uh, terrific at what she does and very knowledgeable. So again, thank you. I also want to thank my listeners, uh, for listening tonight. And, um, the archive is going to be put up on uh, our YouTube channel. So it's the uh, archives YouTube channel. And, um, I would appreciate it. If you would, uh, subscribe to us. And that way we'd uh, be able to update you with our feature shows. So I'm your host here on nightlife with David Collis and Kelly Kelleher was our guest. And you can find me at www.davidcollis.com. And, uh, I am also on Facebook at David C. Collis. So let's journey together. Good night and have a great tomorrow. And I say it's a brand new day. Good night, everybody.